This is SG2 Perspectives, a conversation with SG2 experts and industry thought leaders about the biggest trends in healthcare and what we expect that's going to mean for the future of healthcare delivery. Scaling innovation doesn't necessarily mean bigger. It means tying it more to strategy. It means making sure that it addresses your clinical and strategic aspirations as an organization going forward. Welcome to SG2 Perspectives. I'm your host for today's episode, Jamie's Age. Today's episode is a special one that brings us back to our SG2 roots, tracking technology and innovation. I want to dedicate this episode to the memory of our colleague, Henry Sock. Henry was a colleague, a friend. He was a mentor to so many of us at SG2. The quote that you heard at the beginning of the episode today highlighting some insights was from Henry Sock, and that comes from our very second SG2 Perspectives podcast, where he and another colleague, Chris Carnew, shared with us their insights into innovation and strategy, and we always appreciated Henry's insights into that. Today's episode is a review of the 2023 RSNA annual conference, a meeting Henry frequently attended, providing our experts an up-close and personal context around the innovation that was being shown on the floor. I'm joined by my colleagues, Kermit Bawa, Senior Consultant at SG2, Adam Fairborn, Director of Vizient Contract Services, who has a focus on category management for imaging, and my colleague, Chad Geese, who's also a principal at SG2. So let's start the conversation today. Chad, why don't you kick us off? This was my first time attending RSNA, and I was blown away. Seeing so many devices, CTs, MRIs, PET in one place, I'd never seen anything like this before. It highlighted the innovation that we're living in. The discussions have evolved to meet the members' needs in ways that they haven't been met before. This approach to supporting the health systems from the vendor's perspective these vendors are bringing to the marketplace fit a niche, not just from a product attributes. We've got this best device, the smallest device, the best resolution, the shortest turnaround time coming from the vendor side. In my previous life, I can say that with confidence. We spend a lot of our time talking about product attributes. It seems like the discussion has really shifted to focus more on the health system, whether it is placing smaller, lower resolution devices in a rural or community hospital, but then continuing to advance that high resolution fixed scanner in the downtown medical center, that scaling of equipment, or the virtual cockpit type approach where you're able to, from a hub facility, manage the entire system with a single radiologist and tech in the room and the virtual cockpit room with the patient actually being guided by a caregiver, a provider, an RN in some cases. That clinical scale, that workforce efficiency, it was front and center. And every single one of the vendors that I talked with brought up some aspect of that throughout the conference. I've been to a lot of RSNAs year after year. The energy, the buzz on the floor this year was back to what I would compare to pre-pandemic days. There was a lot of attendees, excitement, suppliers showcasing their innovation. That systemless approach that Chad is describing, these vendors, they've done a lot of work to understand their customers and to respond with their portfolio. They're getting the capabilities that these providers need, the technology for the right place at the right time for the right patient. 
a lot of the focus has been on access for these vendors. They understand that that's a challenge for the providers and they've done a lot of really good work to get capabilities to where those are needed for the patients. Dual source CT for cardiology imaging. Maybe you don't need the flagship system that you have at your main campus, but you still need to be able to do those cardiology exams in more places and reach more patients. They've designed systems that are economical. They have the capabilities that are needed to get those exams done. And they're within access and within reach of both the patient and the provider now. That's really interesting about access and the patient experience. That was another topic that you guys said, not only about the system side of it, but also an increasing amount of portability of some of these devices and some of the key modalities. In terms of the patient experience focus, there wasn't a booth that we went to that did not emphasize having flexible coils and having really good experience for the patient. There's actually a cool technology that had a projector. So when you're doing your ultrasound, you can look for patients, for mothers, they can see the ultrasound as it's going in real time. There's a lot of emphasis on that. From a workforce perspective, there's also an emphasis on both patient safety as well as provider safety. Whether you're having lower dosage radiation with the newer technologies, we're getting over COVID. Infection control is definitely top of mind for many vendors, whether that be with specialized coating such as silver ion coating for the x-ray detectors or ceramic buttons on the actual imaging modalities. Vendors want to make the entire process easier for the workforce and more efficient as well as enjoyable for the patient. The notion of tying the patient experience with the provider experience together and how these vendors are designing their equipment to do that. You look at things like the cameras that are placed on these devices to help with patient positioning. That primarily seems to benefit the clinician. That gives them the ability to focus more on the patient. The automation is positioning the patient in the best possible way for image quality and dose reduction. That frees up the clinician to interact with the patient, be more present with them, and increase their experience. As the clinician feels more capable, more confident, and doesn't have to turn their attention to the technical side of things, being a clinician myself, I can tell you that it's an underestimated effect on what that means for both the clinician and the patient to be able to have that interaction. I would argue that it leads to better quality images. If you've ever imaged the patient, you know that the patient is a big part of making that image quality work out or increasing your effectiveness of those images. Certainly efficiency. I understand that there's a lot of innovation in terms of workflow. Chad, you talked a little bit about the command center, but maybe the command center and the workflow pieces. Can you illuminate our audience on what you heard on those fronts for our workforce issues? Workflow Workforce, patient experience, systemness, they all are interlinked in some way, shape, or form. The technology to do this is getting better and better. Putting some of these devices or modalities in the hands of more providers, some of the AI-driven ultrasound machines out there, the wands that can guide the clinician in capturing a suitable image to make a true diagnostic decision on. Those are at the bedside. They're being used in EDs and on the floor by a variety of providers that may not have been using that modality previously. If you think about workflow, that definitely changes not just workflow, but patient flow. How is the patient moving through the system? Where are they entering? What is that next step to get them to the right place for either triage or a procedure? 
there's this real mindset that was presented to bring efficiencies, knowing there are workforce challenges all over the health system that will be a barrier to enabling this. They're putting solutions, real solutions together to try and decrease those barriers. Some of these solutions, the remote scanning, the workflow capabilities have been around for some time. What we're seeing now is workflow enhancements are now acting as an equalizer for technologists as they're working. 85% of healthcare systems are encountering staffing shortages. Radiology is no different in that it's twofold for radiology. It's the technologists and the physicians. There's a shortage of both. And what you see is there's a growing lack of expertise in this field. As you're more skilled and seasoned technologists start to age out, and you also have an influx of younger technologists, new grads coming in, where they might have had a little bit of time to train and learn, they're now being asked to just jump right in. They've got to be able to have some enhancements around them to help without having to have an older or seasoned technologist be right there beside them because quite frankly, they just don't have the time. It gives the ability for your seasoned technologist, your experts to be in more than one place at once. The sites of care across a system and your average healthcare system, they've got imaging sites across the campus to send that technologist physically around to all those sites and maybe even across town or in some cases we saw across the country. They need expertise for certain special exams. This now gives that ability to spread that expertise across more areas. It also enhances the staff that is there physically. Maybe they're not trained in that certain modality or for that certain exam, but they can be utilized to interface with the patient and still get a high quality exam with the guidance of an expert tech that's plugged in remotely. To add on to what Adam's describing here, bringing the physician to multiple points across the system virtually without actually having to leave their office or their chair, we saw some really cool systems that can be brought to the patient within the facility. CT machines and MRI machines. Gurmeet, this is kind of right up your alley as you study the neurosciences on our research team. When you look at the advances in technology in portable imaging, it's really supporting that shift in configuration towards bringing the technology to the patient. These portable and small footprint technologies span such modalities as MRI, CT, ultrasound. We're seeing that they're lower cost. They broaden accessibility, extend the workforce utilizing that technology. There were some portable imaging modalities out there like a mobile CT that you can push. One person push it and it's automated. There's cameras in the front so it can help guide you. There's some steering assists there. And a lot of these portable technologies, they can help on two fronts. They can help with diagnostics as well as procedural. You're able to utilize this machine across uses and do a lot of interventional procedures, which is very exciting. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. As you have an increase in portability of this equipment, the handheld ultrasounds, the portable MRI, CT, bringing the technology to the patient, there's also an increase in the user type of that equipment. It's no longer just your normal sonographer that's using these handheld ultrasounds. It might be an ED physician. It could even be a nurse in some cases. A big advancement that I think has enabled the use of this portable technology is the embedded AI solutions in there for usability. It's very easy. I'll take the handheld ultrasounds. They've designed these with AI support 
where someone maybe who's never even done an ultrasound exam before can be guided and still get usable information with minimal training, which is fantastic when you think about what that means for the patient as they enter the healthcare system from multiple different points. When I'm looking back at RSNA, the biggest advancements have been within the software development through the dashboards, the AI. You have an ecosystem that's enabling patients to be seen across the site of care, across the system of care, to see patients closer to them. What's interesting from the workforce perspective, a lot of the software, they have consistent user interfaces, and that helps with the workforce carrying out those scans and sharing that data amongst providers. And cybersecurity was also another area of interest too. As we see this technology progress and increase, we're going to see a lot of development in the space, which is really going to give us that next level of care. In past RSNAs, the focus has been around innovation in the image capture. So detector technology, capabilities, technology that helps capture those x-rays. What we're seeing now is the innovation is after that image capture. It allows for faster scan times, better resolution, and a lot of it is AI-driven, and it's post-processing or after the acquisition. It's linking that information to the providers, no matter where that image is captured. It's that system of care approach that the vendors are really supporting. And if we bring this to the interventional side and that procedural shift away from the hospital, there was a focus for many of the vendors on supporting that shift. The ASC shift for cardiovascular procedures is top of mind for many organizations. And these vendors were really actively involved in supporting health systems and enabling that shift with the right technology. They're not placing the best product or the highest resolution product in that space, but they're definitely mindful of what the needs and capabilities must be in order to provide the procedures that the physicians want to in that space. I did visit the AI showcase. It was a bit overwhelming, to be honest. My main takeaway was a lot of these AI algorithms that are new to the market, they're taking a stronger approach in how they actually commercialize their solutions. There's been a lot of focus historically around making sure that it does what it says they do, it gets FDA approved, but there hasn't been much thought in the commercialization of those products. They're putting a lot more thought into how they do that and how they help clinicians use those in meaningful ways that can be commercialized, which I think was a big step. So I've heard you guys all mention AI, and that is clearly something that is rising to the top for so many specialties, radiology included. What did you see on AI at RSNA? The vendors are also building AI into their products and using AI to improve the quality of the scans. We have this mix right now where we have AI running in the background on the devices that you've already got placed, and you've got AI standalone or third-party products that are meeting specific needs around the capture distribution, analysis, workflow, workforce optimization, they'll come together eventually and create this powerful package. But the health systems out there need to understand what they have today, what their needs are, where their gaps are, where their challenges are in operating efficiently in order to find the right solutions because it's overwhelming. There's so much out there. Where do health systems start? And it's starting by identifying your challenges and then finding the products that meet the needs of those challenges. That idea that innovation 
is best done in the context of a real world purpose, whether it's a challenge or a goal, and would be true to what our colleague Henry Sock would advise our providers. So thank you, Adam, Gurmeet, and Chad for sharing your insights. I appreciate your time here with us today. And I know all of our members and listeners appreciate you spending your time at RSNA to get these invaluable insights. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to SG2 Perspectives. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us and or follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at SG2 Healthcare. And if you want to talk more about innovative healthcare strategies, you can always email me at sg2perspectives at sg2.com. Finally, SG2 is a Vizient company, and there are a bunch of Vizient podcasts that you might like. You can find them at Vizient backslash podcasts. Have a great day.